Hey, Disney fans, looking for the latest Disney news? And interviews with some of Disney's biggest stars? Well, have we got the podcast for you. Welcome to D23 Inside Disney. I'm Tony from Good Morning America. I'm Jeffrey from D23. And I'm Sherry from Oh My Disney. And together we are taking you Inside Disney. Welcome back, Tony. Yay! Hello, hello, hello. hello. Welcome back from vacation land. Thank you. We missed you. Oh, I missed you too. No, you didn't. We saw your photos. You were not missing any. <laughs> yeah, you forgot I we was, existed. <laughs> I was thinking of you when I was posting them, obviously. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how I feel about that. Did you manage to squeeze any Disney in over your time? You know what? I did, actually. Yeah. Funny, because High School Musical, the musical, the series, obviously, the season has ended, but I'm really sad that it has, so I've been listening to the soundtrack. Oh, <laughs> It lives on forever series. that way. It's so good. They're so immensely talented, the whole cast, and it's just really good listening as well. Steb singing The Climb is a favorite. Oh, so good. And then also, for my friends at Pixar, I got to screen Doug Days coming out soon. What was it like? Uh, no spoilers, but Doug is just a treasure, you guys. Truly. It's so incredible. <laughs> it's, it's so fun. That's all I can say. Aww. Oh, I can't wait. Sherry, what about you? Uh, let's see. I've been on my couch. I think I squeezed in like 300 <laughs> something steps one day last wow. week, which is, you know, a record for me. But <laughs> on my couch, I've been watching a lot of Disney Plus. I watched Goofy and How to Stay at Home, all three of those shorts. Ooh. They are so oh, funny. They are. They are. Our own Zach Johnson at D23 wrote a great, great story about that on D23.com and how they were all made. Yes. Oh, awesome. Yeah. And it's all like hand-drawn animation, like that mm -hmm. you could see the craftsmanship that went into it. And it's also just, like I said, it's goofy. So it's hilarious. And of course, I'm still watching Monsters at Work, which mm -hmm. is very exciting Love. for today's show because our special guest is Ben Feldman, who's the voice actor who plays Tyler Tuskman in Monsters at Work. Yes. Yeah. Yes. He's got some great stories. He does. And sometimes I would like close my eyes during the interview and I'm like, oh, I'm talking to Tyler. <laughs> Jeffrey, what have you been up to? Well, this past weekend, I went to Disney California Adventure. Shocking. I had the chicken sandwich again. <gasps> Yum. Wow. It was everything. It was everything. And then I had the Choco Smash again. It's <sighs> so good. And somehow we also managed to get Dole Whips with rum at Trader Sam's. Uh, to go yum. and went to the Carthay Circle Al Fresco and had a beverage there. Went to Lamplight Lounge, had the lobster nachos. It was a whole lot. I mean, we also <laughs> wow. went on attractions. We did almost every attraction. We did uh, Toy Story Mania. We did Web Slingers. We did Soren. We did Guardians. We did Racers. Oh, we wow. did Monsters oh, Inc. We did Philharmagic. I finally got to see the new Coco scene in Mickey's Philharmagic. <gasps> how was it? It's so well done. It's it's one of those movies that I always forget how much I love it, and just seeing those characters yes. it just was totally. Wow, you squeezed a lot in. I, That's it was great. a very full day. No bathroom breaks. <laughs> the bigger news, and listeners, Sherry and Tony are going to be hearing this for the <laughs> the first time that you are hearing it on Friday. I am setting sail on the Disney Dream. <gasps> Yeah, Stop the tape. I decided oh I could gosh. not. Oh my gosh. Yes. I'm doing a three night cruise. I'm very excited. I'm hoping the weather works for us. So there we go. Oh my gosh. That is so exciting. That's yeah. great. So expect a full oh. report next week. Wow. Very cool. I'm very excited. I cannot wait. I dragged my friend Andrew into this. So yeah, ready for some magic. 
Yay. Sherry, I did get something for you also, just so you know, for our upcoming segments, not maybe today, but we'll, we may find a way, but I did get these. <gasps> oh my gosh. <laughs> for Sherry's Christmas Corner, anytime now. I saw oh them, my I God. said, we need sound effects and oh. we are that kind of a show. We're going all in. I love that it. That makes I me so Oh, happy. Wow. Mm. I need a conch shell. So every time you talk about Disney Cruise, I'll put it up to the mic and you can hear the ocean. <laughs> I, I like that. That would be very soothing. That would be very soothing. <laughs> oh, I love those jingle bells. Thank you so much. You're welcome. We got a lot of news to get to though. So we're going to jump in. I don't know if you saw it. The final Eternals trailer has launched. And shuck. given the tens of millions of views it has, I'm pretty sure everyone on the planet has now watched it but it looks amazing. You you get a little bit of a perspective as to why these incredibly, apparently all-powerful people did nothing during the snap or to do help uh, defend Earth against Thanos. So you get a little bit on that, which I thought was really interesting. Yeah. But my favorite part at the end, it's just about the Ikea fall collection. And that's all I will say if you have not watched the trailer. <laughs> There's true Marvel um, comedy in it, which is awesome. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Oh, and other news. I forgot last week I saw Shang-Chi and the Legend <gasps> of the Ten Rings. Oh my gosh. I saw it at the El Cap, which is always the, my favorite place to see a movie. It is now one of my favorite Marvel movies. And Yay, oh I gosh. love a good Marvel movie, but this exceeded my expectations. It was... Oh, wow. Simu Liu is amazing. Aquafina brings the mm -hmm. funny, but also... She's a little kick butt, and I was there's some really good stuff in that. I the whole cast was amazing. I'm a huge Michelle Yeoh fan. Anyway, I cannot oh, wait cool. for everyone to see this movie. It was so different and felt very fresh. Anyway, sorry, that was my unsolicited Shang-Chi in the Legend of the Ten Rings review. <laughs> what a great tangent, though. I love that. Oh, I'm so excited for that film. Yes. Well, save the date for some epic holiday programming, y'all. Oh. I'm looking at you, Sherry. Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Both Halloween and Christmas are coming early with the unveiling of fall and winter premiere dates from Disney Brainer Television for new original movies and series on Disney Channel and Disney Junior. There's mm. quite a few. Our full list is at d23.com, but I'll name just a few with some dates here. So jot these down. Under Wraps premieres October 1st on Disney Channel. Mickey's Tale of Two Witches, Thursday, October 7th on Disney Junior. Mickey and Minnie Wish Upon a Christmas, Thursday, Yay. December 2nd on Disney Junior. <laughs> and Christmas again, December 3rd on Disney mm. Channel. And two quick things, because Under Wraps, just, it's a, I think people go, Under Wraps, I, I saw that in 1997, but that's, they're actually doing yeah. a re-envisioning of that, which I think is very cool. And I think I maybe told you guys before, I got to see a, a screening a while ago of Christmas again, and it's just terrific. It's mm. so smart. I'm just looking at Sherry's face here on our Zoom. <laughs> Sometimes I forget it's a podcast. I'm just sitting here, just smiling to myself. And our, our <laughs> listeners don't know that, but I hope you can feel that. It's <laughs> amazing. Oh my goodness. Lots to look forward to. And wait, there's more from Disney Banner Television, actually. They also announced they're developing a new original movie called From the Desk of Zoe Washington, based mm. on the critically acclaimed book. The movie centers around a middle schooler and aspiring pastry chef, Zoe, who sets her sights auditioning as a contestant on Food Network's Kids Bake Challenge the summer before seventh grade. Super fun plot there. Mm. And this will be executive produced by none other than Carrie Washington and Pilar yes. Savone. So I'm mm. so, so excited to hear more about this one. Wow. Well, 
Welcome back. It's time for Sherry's Christmas Corner, kind of, because mm. Christmas Eve, 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 plus like 47 more Eves is upon us, aka Halloween, which means Freeform's annual Halloween Road is back in person and better than ever. The frightful, delightful outdoor immersive event is going to feature worlds of some of your favorite Halloween flicks. Will there be games? Yes. Will there be photo ops, Jeffrey? Yes. Mm. Will there be live entertainment, <laughs> Tony? Yes. Will there be prizes, everyone? Yes. <laughs> some of my favorites coming up this year are the extended Hocus Pocus drag show. There's going to be Finkelstein's Lab from Tim Burton's Nightmare Before Christmas, mm. an Adams Family Mansion photo op, twice as many trick-or-treat stations, Halloween character interactions like the Sanderson sisters, Ghostbusters, Wednesday Adams, so many more. So this is all taking place October 1st through October 5th in LA at the Heritage Square Museum. Tickets go on sale next week on Wednesday, September 1st at 10 a.m. Pacific. So get more info at 31nightsofhalloween.com. Yay! It's exciting. Yes. Well, there's another date to look out for before we get to Halloween or Christmas, Sherry. <laughs> especially, for us, especially for us New Yorkers here, we're all counting down to the return of Disney on Broadway specifically, and that includes our cast and crew at Disney Theatrical Productions and the cast of Lion King on Broadway who posted mm. a video of their first day of rehearsal. I'm slowing down talking because I'm like thinking about it right now. They did a run through of Circle of Life and <laughs> oh my goodness. Just thinking yeah. about this performance, well, this run through gives me chills. It's so moving. I implore you if you haven't listened to it, or watched it yet. If you need an uplift or a happy cry or both, the videos oh. at Broadway's YouTube channel, also at d23.com. It's really incredible and so excited for our Disney on Broadway family. It's happening. Mm. Yay. Well, going back to Disney Cruise Line, because that's where I always like to go back to, I got to watch a fantastic press event happen. Shout out to my pal Yolanda over at Disney Cruise Line, who hosted this incredible event where they debuted Disney Uncharted Adventures. It's this new game coming to the Disney Wish. It's a whole interactive experience. Long story short, the wishing star goes missing. You have to find it. There's multiple ways that you can do this. You're using your phone. But unlike a lot of games that you play on your phone, it is a totally heads up experience, not heads up the game, which is one of my favorites, but <laughs> heads up, which is, <laughs> it's awesome because you, you are looking through your camera at some point on your phone, but you're actually seeing augmented reality on the ship. So it's very cool. So the ship very much plays an important role in the game. So you can get way more details on that from the Disney Parks blog or d23.com. I can't wait to play. Awesome. Well, for those of you keeping track, in episode 97 of the podcast, <laughs> friend of the pod, basically our other co-host, also Yvette Nicole Brown, but Becky Klein, <laughs> yep. she hinted at some Star Wars props and they have arrived at the archives, full stories on d23.com. But the Walt Disney Archives recently received multiple huge trailers full of significant props, more than 3,000 of them from the most recent wow. Star Wars films. 
beginning with 2015 Star Wars The Force Awakens and including The Last Jedi, The Rise of Skywalker, Rogue One, and Solo. Wow. Some of the things in this massive collection include a full-size X-Wing Starfighter. Oh, wow. Yeah, an A-Wing, the cockpit set from the Millennium Falcon. And I want to sit in that. Anyone else? Yes. Same. Can we all take turns? Ooh, yes. D23 inside Disney from the cockpit. <laughs> Ooh, I like Love that. that. What's cool about this collection is aside from the films, most of these items have rarely, if ever, been seen. Aside from like Star Wars Celebration or a D23 Expo, but this mm. is the first time that you can really see them. And all future Lucasfilm live action productions will likely yield some additional treasures for this growing collection. So more to come. Yay, Grogu. Woohoo! Yes. Well, last week, our friends at Disney Parks announced Disney Genie. So it's a whole new application that's going to live within both the My Disney Experience app for Walt Disney World and the Disneyland app. Um, I think Disney fans have heard a lot about this. If you have not, you can get more details from our friends at the Parks blog. But essentially, it's aggregating a whole bunch of the cool tools that you may use on your trips to the parks, mobile ordering, wait times, and then it's enhancing them. So there's going to be a projected wait time. So say you want to go on Space Mountain. It'll give you the projected wait times over the day. Very cool. All of this is complimentary and included in the app. Um, there are a couple of add-ons you can do. You can do Disney Genie Plus. Genie Plus is sort of like Max Pass, which I loved. I always got that every time I went to the park for Disneyland. You pay extra for that, and then you uh, are able to book essentially fast passes similarly to Max Pass, and you get unlimited photo pass for your stay that day. So some really cool things. And then there's a whole a la carte feature. So if you want to go on some of the big, big attractions that aren't available in Genie Plus, attractions like um, maybe Rise of the Resistance or Ratatouille, for those you pay a, a one-time fee and you can book and do those hopefully uh, provided there's space available during your visit. So lots of cool information there. Disney Genie is launching this fall in both parks. Stay tuned to the Disney Parks blog for more details on that. Nice. Ooh. Well, in Disney Plus news that makes my palms sweat as I talk about it. <laughs> Alex Honnold of Free Solo fame is going to be featured on a new show for Nat Geo on Disney+. Plus. It's a three-part original docuseries called On the Edge with Alex Honnold. He's embarking on this lifelong dream where he goes on an epic climbing quest across the toughest, remotest, scariest walls and peaks of Greenland, which is a country that's actually on the front line of the climate crisis. So as he's attempting these insane climbing challenges, he will also meet with some of the scientists who are working on the front line of climate change. So pretty cool. Wow. Mm. Yeah, free solo. Totally Ooh. had my like, uh, like, and, and I knew he lived, like I saw him doing interviews for it, <laughs> yeah. but I, the whole time I'm like, oh. Yeah, I know. Uh, uh, well, you know what time that. it is. Cherry's mm. Christmas Corner time. Snack time. <laughs> <laughs> It's time for five fantastic things to watch this weekend, courtesy of our friends at D23, the official Disney fan club. For complete listings and more information, visit D23.com. Sherry, what's up first? Up first, Jeffrey, is Disney Princess Remixed, an ultimate princess celebration. This is going to air on Friday, August 27th at 7.30 p.m. Eastern on Disney Channel. Mm. A whole half hour celebrating the empowering attributes of Disney princesses and queens through reimagined performances of their most iconic songs. Some of the stars include Dara Renee, love her, Frankie mm -hmm. Rodriguez, love him, Julia Lester, and they will be performing some remixes of songs from your favorite princess films. The special is also going to be available on Disney Plus the same day. Also, 
this weekend, same day, Disney's Magic Bake Off. Friday, August 27th, 8 p.m. Eastern on Disney Channel. And this time around, they will be designing a Disney princess-inspired cake. Wouldn't it be nice to have Dara Renee on the show? It sure would, wouldn't it? Hmm. Hmm. Well, also (laughs) on Friday, for those who have not had a chance yet to see Cruella, Cruella is now available to all subscribers of Disney Plus starting Friday, August 27th. And if you have not seen it, it is deviously delightful. Yes. Also, on Friday the 27th, I had a chance to watch Vacation Friends. I got to see a screener of that. It's coming to Hulu. It is definitely not for children, (laughs) but it is very, very, very funny. And I think John Cena is hilarious and he is great. Love John. And finally, actually got a sneak peek of this six-part series as well. 9-11, 9-11, One Day in America premieres Sunday, August 29th at 9 p.m. on National Geographic. This series was actually made in collaboration with the 9-11 Memorial and Museum as we observe the 20th anniversary of 9-11. And the series launches with a two-hour premiere. And it's just so beautifully crafted, only as Nat Geo does. So I'm really looking forward to watching the series. All right, on to our guest. It's surprising, but this actor's biggest work for Disney has involved him not showing his face at all. He was the smarmy Chris on Big Hero 6, the series, and now he's making us laugh while his character tries to make us laugh as Tyler Tuskman on Monsters at Work. Please welcome to the show the talented and charming Ben Feldman. Yay! I'll do the wooing for me. Amazing. (laughs) Welcome. Welcome. Thank you. So listen, we're loving Monsters at Work. Going back, how does uh, one audition to be a monster? And do you even need to audition? I did for this. It's funny, I didn't for Superstore, but I did for this, which which makes sense. Nobody has any reason to actually trust me in the voice world. I hadn't really done, I mean, Big Hero, I did like, you know, a line here and there and I played like various disgruntled, you know, waiters and stuff like that. I think they were looking for, lucky for me, someone who doesn't sound like a cartoon, someone who just sort of neurotically stammers their way through thoughts and sounds sort of nebby and, and confused and nervous. And that's kind of my MO. So um, <laughs> I did that. That was it. That was, feels like 30 years ago. <laughs> well, Ben, I got to say, I mean, Jeffrey and Tony and our listeners know I am a huge fan of Monsters at Work. I've been watching it every week. And I assume that all of our listeners are just like me and have been enjoying every week along with me. But if you had to give a one sentence description for people who haven't seen Monsters at Work, what would it be? One sentence. Mm-hmm. Um, it can be a run on. No, I would steal the motto, the it's laughter thereafter motto from the company, because I mean, that's the sort of the big thing that sort of encompasses everything that's going on in the show. It's a fish out of water story about a monster who had trained his entire life to be a scarer and was perfectly suited to be a scarer. He was the head of his class. And then the first day of work, they switched over from scare power to laugh power. And so his whole world kind of turns upside down. And so that's the jumping off point for the story. And it sort of informs everything that happens. Like he sort of doesn't know what he's doing or how he fits in or how he's going to succeed. You asked for one sentence. (laughs) (laughs) This is perfect. It's laughter thereafter. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Tyler's complicated. He's a really good guy, but at the beginning he pretends not to know Val. He tries so hard to get into the laugh floor that sometimes he causes headaches for his team. 
how do you work to still make him likable even when he does unlikable things? I mean, he has a heart. Look, I consider myself someone thoughtful, empathetic, full of heart. And also I feel better than everybody that I'm usually in a room with. And so it's really easy for me to get into that mode. That's sort of elitist, bumbling, bumbling elitist mode. He's learning. He's the one that hasn't been there. He's the one that just showed up. Everybody else is already a part of the club. And so I think it's easy to feel some sort of sympathy and, and, and relate to him because, you know, a lot of it is just hubris. It's just him sort of, it's a defense mechanism, maybe putting up kind of a front because he doesn't belong. So I think that's why it's easy to kind of love someone who's, who's sort of obnoxious. <laughs> At least that's what I tell myself and my wife. <laughs> So one of the funniest scenes for me was Tyler just screaming as he's stuck on a door, sailing through the door tracks. And it was just a lot of screaming. So I have to ask you, do you see what you're screaming at? Or are they just like, scream, go? <laughs> it depends. It depends because I've been at every stage of this show. And so in the beginning, in the early days, even pre-COVID, no, you're imagining everything. They explain it to you and you see what's in the script. What I'm learning as someone who's kind of new to voice work is it's exhausting. First of all, screaming is exhausting. And I guess I should say, there's no woe is me. I get that I have a very easy, wonderful job. And that's sort of what I begin every complaint with to my wife when I come home, because I'll come home exhausted and she'll be like, oh, I feel so bad for you. You said a couple words into a microphone while they like brought you Diet Cokes <laughs> and, and cookies. And it's like, yeah, but your mind is racing. You're creating all these images when you walk onto a live action set, like for me, it's Superstore or whatever, a movie or TV show, a lot of the heavy lifting is being done by the set around you and by the other actors and the energy that you get from them. And you can see everything and you're holding props and you're moving around. So your mind isn't doing as much work. And at the beginning of recording something like this, yeah, you're screaming and it's not just you're screaming, it's what is the scream that I would make when I'm hanging versus when I crash into this wall versus when I land versus when I'm struggling to get up. Like it's a lot of that and that can be exhausting. And then as the process goes on, they animate a little bit and then you're, you're recording the sort of loose, almost like scribbles, like something I would have done in a journal in high school. Then you're following, you're chasing it as they say in the biz where you're watching the action on the screen and then you're kind of vocalizing what you would do sort of a beat after you've seen it on the screen. It's a lot and it was a lot of screaming and, and fortunately, <laughs> With voice work, they create what's called essentially a library. And so the longer I did it, the less I had to do because they already had a lot of my screams and grunts and <laughs> yelps and, and sighs and all that kind of stuff. Awesome. Wow. We need a Ben Feldman screaming soundboard for the podcast <laughs> for every every type of scream we need. <laughs> again, again, I understand that I'm not like mining coal, but it's exhausting. I come home. I explain to people like it's, you know, when you go to the DMV, not that I'm comparing <laughs> this wonderful show, an incredible job to going to the DMV, but you'll come home and you're just brain dead and you just want to stare at a wall for a while. And it's because all day you've been sitting in one place and just you, nothing to keep you company, but the thoughts that are racing through your mind. And that can be more exhausting a lot of times than if you spent the day like rock climbing. And so that's kind of, I come back from these records and I'm just, I'm beat. I'm more beat than I was on a live action show for sure. 
Wow. Wow. That's amazing. Well, the whole voice cast is incredible. We're guessing that you didn't have the chance to record with any of them, but since the world has started to slowly open back up little by little, have you had a chance to meet some of them? I have. I mean, I've known Mindy for a long time. I've known Mindy for a long time and I've known Henry Winkler for a while. The rest of the people were, were new to me. And I've just been meeting them because we're still in this little Zoom world. I've been meeting them doing things like this there. But uh, I got to record a little bit with Henry early on before COVID, which was fun. And then Bob is an incredible impressionist. And so a lot of times if I needed to do like a dialogue, like run a scene, he sounds a lot like Billy or John Goodman or whoever. And it makes it actually really easy. Hmm. So you appeared on stage at D23XO in 2019 for the show. Mm -hmm. What was it like for you to be in front of thousands of Disney fans? And did you get to explore the expo at all? Surreal to answer question number one. You get a sense of how big Disney is to how many people when you do something like that. You also get a sense of what a tiny, tiny piece you are in the giant Disney puzzle. You know, like I go there, I'm in my fancy car on the way there. And I'm like, oh, these people are gonna be so excited to meet me. And then I get there and I'm like, no, they're not. There's dogs that are more important than me. You know, Lady and the Tramper there, Anna Kendrick's there. It was, it was crazy and it was wild. And I didn't get to see, I went to Comic-Con a few years back for a show and I put on a mask and walked around and it was a lot. I am not a giant fan of crowds of people, Talk about exhausting. But there were crowds of people just in the backstage area, I say with quotes, because it was, I, I feel like it was like a massive warehouse or I forget what it was. It was the Anaheim Convention Center. So yeah, 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 yeah. A giant hall. Massive. And, it, and they built like a city back there just for the talent and the reps and everybody. And it was like dark. Everything was like kind of lit by these sort of low, it, it was lit like a club. And so it was a really strange experience to kind of walk around and eat like, you know, finger foods in a club in the middle of the day, surrounded by talking dogs and celebrities. <laughs> well, that leads perfectly into my question. One of my favorite things about D23 Expo is literally the unexpected people you run into. Did you meet anyone fun backstage at the club? I met the dogs. I met Lady in the Tramp. They were very nice. They weren't <laughs> as excited to meet me as I was to meet them, <laughs> but they had quite a group of people. They had a lot of admirers. So I think they, I, I don't, I'm pretty sure they thought I was just a fan. They didn't know that I was like a colleague, but yeah, no, I, I just sort of stayed in my corner and talked to the people. I, I like Anna Kendrick, I knew from a long time ago and I talked to her for a while. And then Aisha, I just kind of followed Aisha Tyler around because she knows everybody in the world and she must get a picture with everybody in the world so it was really just me I felt like a handler just sort of walking around and holding her, her phone and taking pictures for her I think she and Jeffrey would get along <laughs> Jeffrey do you know Aisha I met Aisha many many like and back in her like talk soup days I want to say a million <laughs> years ago she was lovely speaking as the selfie king here that's also relatable to me so <laughs> putting that out there. Well, Ben, back to Monsters at Work real quick. Your kids are pretty young, but have they watched the show? They have. I showed them the trailer before it came out. I didn't show them any of the early cuts I had because I, I wanted them to see it when the whole mix was done. And my kids are uh, pretty sure anybody with toddlers would relate to this. Unimpressed by everything. <laughs> Sorry. They're impressed by the dumbest things. They're fully unimpressed <laughs> by the really cool things. Their father is an actual monster and 
they're not the the thing is <laughs> i know they're gonna disappoint me in their reaction i don't know how there's so many creative ways they find to be disappointed and in this particular instance at least with charlie charlie my three-year-old acted like he knew like he was there for negotiations and when i was recording like he knew that i had the part he read the scripts because i was like look there's daddy daddy's in the cartoon he just kind of glanced at it and he's like yeah no i know you're on that show and i was like no you don't this is a big deal get excited <laughs> and my daughter who's two was a little more impressed but only just kind of like amused like she would just like sort of point at it and go daddy purple <laughs> that, was, that was kind uh, she's of she's observant all of their cousins were there and those kids are older and they all went bananas and i brought them all little Tyler toys and, and gave them out and they had like a little party and they, you know every Wednesday while we were in Jacksonville they'd come up to me and be like Uncle Ben we saw your show like <laughs> as though I was keeping it a secret from them it was really <laughs> I know my kids will care when they're like seven <laughs> huh. but then they'll be like jaded Hollywood kids so who knows no, I feel I feel like you'll keep them from becoming that yeah no I won't they'll be just as jaded as I am so we, another character you did, Chris, smarmy guy on Big Hero 6, a series. I was a big fan of the, the show. What was oh, cool. it like being a part of that series? I mean, that, I was a tourist there. I mean, they had their own thing going and every once in a while, they'd kind of bring me in to do that character. And then I'd, I'd play other small, you know, like the angry waiter or, you know, whoever. Thank God I got to do that because it was kind of a quick crash course to prep me for what this was. Because I wasn't such a big part of that, I got to go in and just sort of feel how the, what the experience is like and what it is to do voice record and stuff. And so I wasn't as completely confused and scared uh, as I could have been joining Monsters. That's not to say I wasn't confused and scared the entire time, which I was. <laughs> Well, during the past year, plus a couple of months, especially, a lot of us have binged an embarrassing amount of movies and shows on Disney+. Plus. Are you also part of that club? Have you been watching anything on Disney+. Plus? Yeah, those kids love, I mean, Bluey is everything to them. Bluey <laughs> is like the greatest show that ever happened. Bluey is, is my kids' Sopranos. <laughs> <laughs> so that... Jake and the Neverland Pirates for a little while was another show. And then, you know, there was the Hamilton moment where we watched it. We all collectively watched it 85 times. And then there's a lot of sort of on repeat, this cyclical sort of Moana, Coco, Frozen thing that's just always happening Ooh. in our house as well. Mm. So yeah, Disney really showed up just in time for me to have kids and COVID. I, I didn't have COVID, <laughs> but... Yeah. Neither did my kids, but you know, they happen at the same time. <laughs> You're from the East Coast, live on the West Coast. Have you been to Disneyland and Disney World? Thoughts on the two? I haven't been to Disney World since I was a very little kid, but I would go then. Disneyland I've been to more recently and loved it. We're supposed to go to Disney World for Thanksgiving. My wife's whole side of the family. It's still being debated, but the plan has been to do a giant Disney World trip in November. We've got a lightning round of Disney favorites for you, starting with favorite Disney animated movie that is not Monsters, Inc. or Monsters University. Right now, and it changes, I'll say Coco right now. I, I love the music. I love music and, and death. Your favorite Disney live action movie? 
Does Hamilton count? I'm going to say yes. Okay. I'm going to say yes. <laughs> I don't see... I, here's why. I don't see a lot of the kids stuff that's live action. At some point when my kids are old enough to care about anything that wasn't painted, <laughs> that wasn't animated, I'll, I'll watch those. But I kind of skip straight from the cartoons right over to extremely adult movies. Not, Fair. you know what I mean. <laughs> that just took a turn. <laughs> what kind of Disney Plus do you have? <laughs> Favorite Disney character who is not in the Monsters, Inc. universe? I, I, there's a jillion of them. So I'll give Josh a shout out right now and say Olaf is up there for me. He's just adorable. Nice. How about your favorite Marvel character? I can tell you Charlie's favorite because my son is obsessed with superheroes and Charlie loves Captain America. It's really just because of the shield. The good shield. <laughs> it's a pretty, yeah, pretty good accessory. Big fan of a shield. Yeah. We end every interview with this question. Favorite Disney memory. Favorite Disney memory. Um, oh yeah, I've got one. My kids met Mickey Mouse when we went to Disney land a few years ago my daughter was basically a fetus like she was just born she was too young to, she was an accessory but charlie was old enough to kind of see what was going on and to recognize a few characters and because i was employed by this wonderful company a very kind gentleman showed us around and we got to go and meet mickey mouse and i thought in my mind i imagined it's just a you know just like a big funny character that walks up to you and maybe hands you like a snow cone and you high five them and you walk away. This is like meeting Queen Elizabeth. And like, there's, <laughs> there's a massive line of people and Fair. there's like security and a special like house for it. And you wait outside and there's like, I feel like Mickey Mouse has publicists outside and you like, open the door and people usher you in and suddenly you're in this magical world and Mickey Mouse is there and you're taking pictures with Mickey and hugging and my kids were so excited. Charlie was so excited and could not stop talking about it. And then we walked in and he was just, just a zombie, just like frozen and just <laughs> staring straight ahead. I didn't know if he was scared, if he was excited, if he was happy. We later learned he was elated and just didn't know what to do with himself because it was like meeting the president. And so that was probably my favorite Disney memory for me in real life. Mm. <laughs> Love that. Amazing. Well, Ben, it has been so much fun talking to you. Like I said, huge fan of the show. So now I can watch and I don't, know, I don't know where I was going with that sentence. Sorry, everyone. <laughs> you, <laughs> happens all the time. We can appreciate it even more now. Right. Exactly. There we right. go. Knowing the scream, the man behind the screams. Yes, exactly. Now you know the Wizard of Oz. <laughs> yes, but the magic is still alive. Thank you so right. much for joining us. Thank you for having me. <laughs> Amazing. Well, first off, I love him talking about screaming because I always wonder like when an yes. actor's screaming, what like, but D23 Expo being upstaged by Lady and Tramp. <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. of course, of course. Tough competition. Yeah. The dog eat dog world out there. Oh, I love <laughs> that. I should have said rough competition. Oh my oh, gosh. Oh, so many regrets. A twofer oh. here at the end. Sherry, you're in the doghouse now. Oh my oh. gosh. <laughs> you guys <laughs> all right well thanks again everybody for listening to d23 inside disney don't forget to like and share this episode wherever you listen or subscribe and if you want to chat with us 
Use the hashtag D23 inside Disney. And for all the latest Disney info, check out D23.com. We'll be back next week with more Disney news and more puns and a fantastic guest on an all new episode of D23 Inside Inside Disney. Disney.